Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first listen. listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Ron and Anian. The manufacturers now are calling for, on certain vehicles, high ignitability. And what high ignitability does is it, it helps in specific situations for better efficiency and more power for cars today. The Car Doctor. I have not done the brake fluid. I have not done uh, a flush and fill in the radiator. Um, I have not done anything else. I would do coolant and I would do brake fluid. Welcome to the radio home of Ron and Anian, the car doctor. Since 1991, this is where car owners the world over turn to for their definitive opinion on automotive repair. If your mechanic's giving you a busy signal, pick up the phone and call in. The garage doors are open. But I am here to take your call at 855-560-9900. And now, he. Batteries are top of mind for me this week as we kick off this hour of the car doctor. It's um you know, I've been doing a lot of reading at autobatteries.com because there's just a lot of technology. Obviously, we're we're moving forward with so many changes for you know batteries and battery technology and start stop and hybrid and so on. And um autobatteries.com has just got some great information. And then I guess it kind of came home to roost because you know, autobatteries.com talks about the value in testing your battery and you know getting the right battery and being due diligence and and you know maintaining your vehicle's battery. So I we closed the shop on uh, Friday this week. Uh, you know it was a typical and it was kind of a quiet Friday. We actually it was a rare Friday when uh, you know I actually got to work a lot on the Monte Carlo this week. So uh, you know I've got the rear brakes rebuilt and uh, painted all my backing plates and brake drums and uh, you know be ready to hang the master cylinder on Monday or Tuesday, time permitting, and maybe get that car out of the get that car out of the bay this week. And you know, we, we could have done this before five o'clock, but nah. The 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 gods of auto repair just kind of smiled and laughed at us. So we, you know, we locked up, we did our usual end of the week and and locked up, shut the shop up and, you know, put everything away and swept the floors and and, and went on our way. Danny went to where he was going. I went out to 
you know, I went to, we took the kids, we went to the diner and um, we had, you know, Friday night at the diner and we had some yucks and research Kathy left and she, um, she went to her chiropractor and the truck was fine. And when she came out, it wouldn't start. So I got an SOS call sitting at the diner and I knew something was up because it's not, you know, when I, when I say 911, um, like, oops. And, uh, you know, in the text box, I go, well, I guess this is important. And, um, you know, I texted her back, what's up? And she said, well, the truck won't start. And she kind of gave me the lowdown and, you know, it, it, it would, it wouldn't crank. She would turn the key and she'd get sort of a cockeyed dashboard and, I suggested, you know, go through and shift from park to neutral. And she said, but she doesn't have a gear shift indicator display, the Prindle, you know, park, reverse, drive, neutral, and all that. She doesn't have a Prindle display, but yet she has some dash lights, but not all of them. And it's just acting funny. And I said to myself, I said, this is a bad battery. I said, this is a battery that just, it just went bad. Now, it was a real warm day in New Jersey uh, this Friday. It really was. It, it went from a low in the morning of about 40, almost 39 degrees when I went to the gym at 5 a.m., to it was 89 degrees at at six o'clock last night or the friday night when this happened and you know when i see when i see wide temperature uh swings when i see extremes like that i always think about batteries they seem to react to it well so she had a toad and you know we kind of gave her the you know i you know kathy stick it in the yard and, you know, I'll stop up after after dinner at the diner when everybody's gone and I'll, you know, I think this is going to be a battery. And I got there and, um, you know, consoled her a little bit because she's all upset. <laughs> poor, poor Kathy. She's got enough going on. And, uh, you know, I put a voltmeter on the battery and it showed 9.2 volts. And that's about what I expected to see because the car computer won't react above or below 10 volts. The Most of the modern day vehicles, if it gets below 10 volts, you start to see erratic voltage going into, you know, all the information centers and computers, and the computers don't like low voltage, so they start to do funny things. And I had to do a battery last night in the parking lot of the shop at quarter to eight as darkness was approaching. And it just made me think as, you know, I'm listening to Kathy's questions that, you know, could this have been prevented? No, it can't be prevented. Yeah, the battery was four years old. You know, do you start putting batteries in vehicles every four years? Um, you know, that's an argument I'm still having in my head. I've been having for a while, and I think about it. And I guess the point becomes, you know, that every once in a while the cavalry has to come and rescue somebody, and that's just the way it works. You know, when you hear the, you hear the theme song in your head, you know, front, 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 dun, 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 and uh, you know, it's just part of the process. All you can do is due diligence. All you can do is stay up on your vehicle to avoid the calamity. All right. But you've got to be prepared. And Kathy was prepared to her credit. She had a cell phone. She had money on her. She had AAA. AAA. She called AAA. They came out. They picked her up. They towed her to the shop. And uh, just so happens to work out that she she knew the boss. And, um, you know, he was able to stop by on his way back and just, you know, get a battery in the truck. And it's a fairly simple vehicle. It's an older trailblazer. So getting a battery in isn't, isn't a big process like it is on something modern. But, um, you know, every once in a while, the cavalry is going to show up and you got to be ready. Um, you've got to have a plan B at all times. So, but um, yeah, that was Kathy's adventure this week. That was our adventure too. It seemed like the week just uh, just dedicated itself to that. So, just you know, front front. Anyway, um, Ron and Amy, the car doctor here at your service. Let's go to Walter because I've been talking to Walter about this car for three days now or two days, and I said, you know, Walter, I'm bringing you on air because I want everybody to hear this information as we go out to talk about it. So, Walt from Hawaii. Let's uh, let's wander over his way. Walter, how are you? Good. How are you, Ron? I'm good, sir. What's going on? Tell tell the listeners what you're working on today. 
It's a 2000 Honda Accord 3.0 liter V6. And it had the the surging uh, idle. I took the uh, throttle body and the uh, IAC off and cleaned them both. Uh, put them back on. The uh, idle quit surging, but now it's constantly at 1,200 RPM or so, and it's steady. But that's it. It won't. It won't kick down below that. And uh, that's the, <clears throat> that's my dilemma at the moment. <laughs> okay. Now this also had an EGR issue, right? That we, we talked about it. That the EGR valve didn't have a gasket. Exactly, is that, and it, it turned out that it did, did need a gasket. I got one. I, the EGR valve was incredibly dirty. I cleaned it and put it back on. Okay. If you look at this throttle plate, Walter, and I know you're a curious guy by nature, if you look at it, where does it sit? Because there's not a lot here. This is a, this is a mechanical linkage you and I established. This has a throttle cable, correct? Exactly. Right. So unless it's leaking past the idle air control motor, which I think you said you blocked off, or did I misunderstand you? Which I did, yes. You you blocked off, not disconnected. You blocked it off. You took it. You physically took it off the car and plugged the holes. No, I uh, disconnected it. Right. If the if, so, here's what I want you to do. All right. I want you to take the rubber. Well, first of all. You've got a scan tool, right? Did you look at fuel trim? Yes, I do. There's no codes. All right, but did you look at fuel trim? No. I bet you. I bet I, you. I'm sure I looked at it, but it wasn't uh, anything uh, significant okay. that made me think I yeah, should follow I just, through. On you know, I just you know, is 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 there a significant source of air somewhere? All right, are we seeing a lean yeah. fuel mixture? Is is what's on my mind? All right, mm-hmm. and and then my second thought is, if you were to block that that throttle body, all right. And, you know, typically a flat piece of wood because anything else will get sucked in, all right? If you were to block that throttle body, does this car idle down? It should stall. It should just die right off. Yes. All right? Does it? That I have not done, and I will do. All right? But before you do that, I want you to look at the throttle plate, all right? I want you to look at the throttle stop screw. Okay, this this car's okay. this car's twenty three years old. The throttle stop screw should have a painted mark where the set nut was locked in at the factory. Has anybody played with this since? I I'll have to check that. I know the screw you're talking about, and it it has a little green paint on it or something. Right, that, right. Uh, makes it stick out. Right. So chances are no, but you know you you know how do we get to what's bad? We know what's good. All right. If you look yeah. at the, if you look at the throttle plate on this, all right. If we were setting this up at the factory for the first time, we would that screw would be loose, and we would back it off until the throttle plate just kissed the housing. All right, okay. and, and then we would crank it in just a touch, just to get it off the housing, so that there's air clearance. If you took a light and you shined it from the back, you would see air around the circumference of both of both plates. I think this is a uh, two bore plate, a two bore throttle body, right? This isn't one big one. There's a uh, yeah, right, exactly. yeah. Um, you know that we're that we and we've got equal light on both. Not that I've ever seen a twisted shaft, but I always tend to look for it from the days of carburetors. But you know, you know, do I have equal light all the way around? Okay, and 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 that's all I want. It's it's just it's not hard to set these up, but you just got to be sure they're right. Once you know that's it, that's minimum airflow. Okay, if you okay. if if you were to Take the idle air control valve off and plug it, all right? 
And, you know, what you might be able to do is if you took the intake boot off, one of the idle air control ports is in front of the throttle plate and one of them is behind the throttle plate, correct? Okay. Right? I believe that's the way this is set up. If you were to yes, put, a, put a rubber glove on, okay, and just stick your finger over one of those holes with the idle air control valve disconnected, does the idle come down? I bet it does. I bet okay. the idle. I bet the idle air control valve is stuck. But to prove yeah. to prove that there's no vacuum leak anywhere else, you gotta you gotta put something over the throttle plate itself with the engine idling. Okay. Only air can hold that I up. I have not done that. Yeah. I will do that. Only air can hold that up, Walter. If it was too much fuel, it's mm-hmm. going to run rich and flood out, right? If okay. you if you add oxygen to a fire, what does it do? It flares up. If you add oxygen to an engine, it's going to flare up. It's going to run faster. So if that keeps running with the idle air control valve blocked and the throttle plate blocked, it's pulling air from somewhere. Bad brake booster, vacuum leak, something you don't see yet. Okay. All right. Because yeah, I cannot find a vacuum link. I've right. looked pretty carefully and I've used, I don't have my propane, uh, I don't, I used it, but I, it didn't seem to make any difference anyplace. Right. Well, it might be running too fast at this point. Do those things. You're going to find yeah. it with one of those three steps. All right, kiddo? Okay, I, I will do that. Good luck. And by the way, our yeah. temperature varied here the other day, too. It went from 80 to 83. Walter, you're killing me. Oh. <laughs> uh, you're killing me, Walter. I'm telling you, you're going to get such an expensive phone uh, a plane bill when I get out there, boy. Let me tell you, we're going to do the first remote from Hawaii. Walter, I got to go. I'm up okay, against the Ron, clock. Thanks so much for taking my call. You're welcome, kiddo. Send me an email. Let me know what's going on. I'll see you. I'm Ron Anani and the Car Doctor. I'll be back right after this. My name is Ariel. I moved to the U.S. at 19. I spoke no English, and I struggled finding job opportunities. Everything I have, I owe to the Adult Literacy Center and getting my high school diploma at age 22. It was an honor helping you achieve your greatness. Now you're helping others achieve theirs. It inspires me. When you graduate, they graduate. Find free and supportive adult education centers near you at finishyourdiploma.org. Brought to you by Dollar General Literacy Foundation and the Ad Council. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the juicy. podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. 
He drives that way, but when it comes to fixing cars, Ron has car advice done right. 855-560-9900. Here's Ron. Hey, let's get over to Patel in Indiana. Patel, welcome back. What are you working on this week? Hey, Ron, I appreciate the call. Uh, I'm working on this 2017 Honda Accord with 2.5 four-cylinder. Okay. It has that fancy Honda fans safety system, which I hate, but you have to have it, I guess. Right. The, this is rain-sensing wipers we're talking about, right? No. The, the Honda calls it uh, safety sensor. They have this adaptive cruise control, lane departure, all this autonomous braking, all this... Oh, okay. ADOS. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. So I pulled the code, uh, and uh, the codes are like those Honda U-codes, like uh, not finish the multi-meter wave radar aiming. And I found that Toyota Lexus Honda, when they have one system with just tons of ESP light on and all the lights like a Christmas today. Was this car was this car in an accident at all, Patel? Not that I know of, but uh, someone did, uh, like it was parked in a, in a parking lot. And someone backed in in the back. I'm guessing all the safety features are in the front, right? I'm no, guessing one sensor they, is in the No, they're front and back. They're front, back and sides. Okay. All right. They're 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 wrapping you from every every corner. Okay. All right. So I have a good feeling that one of the sensors is not giving data, I think, and all these lights are on. Well, this could be this, this could be a sensor not giving data. This could be something out of calibration. This could be uh, somebody replaced. Did you have you owned this car since new, or did you did you acquire the car in this condition? It was purchased new. It was purchased new. Yes. Okay. And this problem just developed one day. You went out to the car and had all these issues. Yes, and I, I want to find out a specific code if you happen to have that. Uh, that database that uh, you guys uh, magically pull out of like a Bible. Right. What is, what's, what, uh, co- what code is it that you have? So P2583-54 is a Honda-specific code. Say that number again. P for Peter, 2583-54. Okay. Well, 2583 is your is your base code the 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 five four is the modifier that they're taking you into um uh a subsection of the diagnostics that has to do with this has radar aiming on it right yes it does right the for some reason the well and i can tell you why because the car got hit in the back all right the radar system the aiming is incomplete or inaccurate it failed its self-test okay all right, and now right. you're now you're out of the realm of what you can probably do in the garage in the driveway. All right, somebody That's has. What to, I thought. Yeah, man. I wanted your suggestion. Like, do I go bite the bullet and see nice uh, Honda dealership to get a free what do you call the Starbucks coffee, or should I go to an independent shop who can do this as well? Well, 
you know, and this is this is a funny area now. ADOS. So let's explain to everybody what's going on. This vehicle has ADOS. This has this has um, driver assist systems in it that will help keep the car going straight. Helps keep it on the road. Helps regulate when the cruise is on if it's so equipped with laser cruise that it will keep the car from speeding up, slowing down, and you know it maintains its flow with traffic and and all that. It's a safety system. Something here is askew. Um, and let's let's explain. Let me just explain how sensitive this system is. If this vehicle was in a body shop, for example, and had a bumper replaced or, or repaired, and the paint applied to the bumper was a millimeter too thick, and one of the activation sensors or one of the control sensors in the bumper was sitting out a little too far, it can skew the system to the point that calibration won't save it so everything here my point is everything here has to be dead nuts on there's no there's no margin of error all right so you know do you have to go to the dealer can you go to an independent shop only if the independent shop is equipped and prepared to repair that all right and that's that's the question you have to ask them you might find better luck believe it or not with a body shop because the body sh- the body shops have to deal with this much more than the independent shops, although it is starting to surface in the mechanical shops in the aftermarket. Uh, it has been for about a year now, but it's still not as strong as they expected it to be. All right. But it's a matter of do they have, have they made the investment into the equipment because they see fit based on their business model? You know, are they going to have these cars to fix? All right. Base machine that I'm aware of, for to give you an idea of what we're talking about here, Base entry level machine to do ADOS with all the aiming charts and everything else that you're going to need is about thirty grand. The last time I looked, and it's probably gone up since then. So this is not. I know. I think only Autel has that system, except the manufacturer, I guess. Right. It's you know this is not a this is not a five this is not five thousand dollars worth of scan tool. This is this is bigger bucks. So I would go down okay. and talk to the Honda dealer. And ask them, hey, this is what you know it to be. Can you give me some idea of cost? Is there a range? See how they handle it. Let them sell you on the job. All right? If they don't want to talk to you, if their answer is, hey, we got to diagnose it, and that's all they want to say, well, then you know what you're going to get there. Then it's maybe time to go talk to an independent or a body shop and see what that gets you. Let me know what happens, Patel. Everybody wants to know. I'm Ron Anini in The Car Doctor. I'll be back right after this. Don't go away. simple solution to the problem was remove people from the scene and help them feel safer. In response to attacks against Asian Americans, Maddie Park raised over $250,000 to donate cab rides to the Asian community. There is so much more work to be done. We really need to come together and tackle this issue as a community. Support the Asian community. Learn how at lovehasnolabels.com. Brought to you by Love Has No Labels and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of 
Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. She's real fine, my 409. She's real fine, my 409, my 409. Welcome back. Welcome back, welcome back, welcome back, Ron and Annie, and at your service. Um, you know, Mr. Cooper, Herb Cooper, he's been a longtime listener to this radio show, and uh, full disclosure, I see him on a, well, hopefully not too often because his cars keep breaking, but uh, he's a regular at the shop. And he wrote me a very, you know, timely email this week that I want to lay out for you here, especially after the conversation where we opened the hour talking about Research Kathy and her battery failure. Um, Herb writes, a friend of ours was out, one day last year and couldn't start her car at one point. Someone who was around said they knew someone who had a repair shop and could bring her over. First red flag, I know, he writes, but AAA was going to be a three-hour wait, so she went to that shop. They put in a new battery, and she was fine for a year. Then her new battery kept going dead. She went back to the shop since the battery was only a year old, and they replaced it for free. Then her car kept going dead. Finally, she went to her dealership, and they figured out that it was a bad alternator. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but wouldn't any decent shop dealing with a battery that was dead after one year at least think of checking the alternator? And that's assuming they even load tested the old battery, of course, course, Herb. Um, Absolutely. Now, there's a couple of caveats here, all right? When Kathy's battery failed, as it did on Friday, you know, I looked it up in history and it was four years old. Okay, you know, it's a it was a five-year rated battery. It lasted four years. That's about right. I'm telling you, batteries just, they don't last like they did. So with a standing voltage of nine and a half volts and dropping, you know, did I, was I worried about a draw? No, because that's a bad battery at that point. And the battery dropped dead on her in less than 30 minutes. She was, she was in and out of the chiropractor, and that's when it failed. So putting the new battery in, I did test her alternator. All right, because I normally would do that, but I wouldn't do a draw test. I don't necessarily see the need, especially at quarter to eight on a Friday. If that was a regular job running through the shop during workday hours, I don't know that I would do a, lo- a draw test anyway. I probably would because it's fairly cut and dry and simple, but, you know, it's it's not mandatory. There's, there's, there's some latitude here, 
herb and for everybody else out there. There's, you know, there's going to be a, there's going to be some modifications to it depending upon as the need seeds fit. But at the very least, yes, when you're doing a battery like that, you know, there's a, there's a drill. Dad always said, you know, there's steps one through eight. You don't jump to four. All right. You know, when he was working on DC threes back in the war, uh, you know, it's, it's, you're going to check the battery. The battery fails a load test. The battery's got low standing voltage, whatever the case might be. Uh, and the battery was extremely hot, by the way, I should point that out. I shot it. I didn't, I didn't mention that in the early part of the hour. Um, you know, the handle was so hot. It had a lift handle in the battery. The handle was so hot that you almost couldn't hold on to it with your bare hand. That's how hot the battery was. So it, there was some heat yesterday going on in New Jersey. So, um, and you know, more batteries die from heat and hot weather than they do from cold weather in case you didn't know that, but that's. You know, that's, that's not an uncommon thing. So, but, uh, you know, yeah, you would do the battery. Uh, you know, you would, if I had the time, I would have charged that battery, just thrown a quick charge on it. I've been sitting on the battery rack for probably two and a half, three weeks. And, you know, then I would always do an alternator test. Now I, I kind of cheated with Kathy because in her case, I could hear when the car started, I could hear the alternator starting to whine a little bit, meaning that it was working. You know, you can kind of pick that up after a time um, i did put a voltmeter on it it was running 14.2 while we cleaned up and put tools back and got the shop back locked up again uh, with the car running out in the parking lot we left it running with the ac on the lights on that was enough of a load turned the blower on high and it maintained 14 volts or better you know that entire time i think it dipped to 13.9 something uh, you know by the time we were done eight minutes nine minutes later so yeah you know yes to answer the question, it's 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 tr- it's it's very important that you you know go through the tests. The problem becomes, what is the customer willing to pay? And I offer that up as a as a point of conversation. If you have a dead battery, are you as a consumer willing to pay for a draw test, an alternator test, or just a battery replacement? Ah, it's just a battery; they all go bad. And and you know. The reason I mention this is because on no two trailblazer doing a battery, and Herb doesn't say what your car this is, but on no two trailblazer doing a battery, you can take a little more latitude. There's it's it's not as technologically advanced as a 2022 uh, model year car, um, but going forward, I see the day when doing a battery is an hour, an hour and a half of shop time, if it's not already, with the tests that have to be run. Uh, another friend of ours, another customer of the shop, Jeff, his daughter's Volkswagen needed a battery this week and he brought it up and we had a battery there waiting because we were fairly certain from his description, that's what it was and put a battery in, started it up, did a volt, did a, did an alternator test. But here's a case where I wanted to do a draw test. Absolutely. Positively. That Volkswagen had to sit in the bay with a meter hooked up for the better part of two hours before all the modules went to sleep that I could see there was no draw on that system. That's how long it took. It it was the first hour, the milliamp draw on that battery was 167 milliamps fluctuating 160 to 172. And you would almost think there's a problem, but Volkswagen's guidelines call for up to two hours. We let that vehicle sit for two hours and the draw went down under 50 milliamps, which is the acceptable minimum. So, you know, battery replacement, whether it's a 2002 Trailblazer, whether, whether it's whatever Mr. Cooper's friend is driving, or whether it's the 14 Volkswagen Jetta, 
that Jeff brought us is it, it varies by vehicle. It varies by technology. It's going to continue to vary. It's not going to get simpler. It's going to get more complicated. So you as the consumer, if you're a consumer out there, you're going to have to adjust your thinking and just, you know, your question you want to know is, did they do a an appropriate repair based on the age and the technology on the vehicle? That's the important thing to ask. You know, not just, can you put a battery in my car? Can you put a battery in my car properly? We're going to add that word to the vocabulary. 855-560-9900. Ron and Annie, the car doctor. I'll be back right after this. Check the back seat. Check the back seat. All right, come here. Check the back seat. Gets in your head, right? Good. Because every year, dozens of children are forgotten in the backseat of a car by a parent or caregiver. All never thought it could happen to them. But with changes in routines, distractions, or a sleeping child, it can happen to anyone. Parked cars get hot fast and can be deadly. So get it in your head. Check the backseat. A message from NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's Reality Podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring bit. out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, Ooh, a, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back. Ron Name, the car doctor at 855-560-9900. Give us a call. Keep in mind that phone number is 24-7, toll free, 855-560-9900. Leave a message if we're not on the air. We're Saturday afternoons, 2 to 4 p.m. East Coast time. Tom Ray, executive producer, chief cook and bottle washer here. We'll uh, give you a call back and put you in the queue for the next live broadcast. Let's go over to Mitch in Virginia, 97 Mercury Grand Marquis. Mitch, welcome to the car doctor, sir. How can I help? Okay. Yes, thank you so, so much. Uh, yeah. I came with the engine light came on and it came with a code 171. So it says uh, change the uh, 
the O2 sensor. It's the the front one, right? In front of the uh, well, one the, seven the one seven blur. one seven one is a lean fuel condition bank one. Yeah. All right. Yeah. It, it, exactly it, what the thing said. It what thing said change the O2 sensor. Nothing says change an O2 sensor right off the bat. Tell me how you got here. Well, I. All right. So I I the the light came on, so I checked it with the sensor thing, the scanner thing, and then so it said lean bank one. So then I, I checked all my connections. I mean, uh, you know, I ch- checked the air filter, clean that. It was still good. Um, you know, checked all the connections because I changed the intake manifold on it, too. So I thought maybe something was loose, but, you know, nothing was loose. Did, so did, did the fault uh, code come up before you changed the intake? No, that that, that didn't come up for that um one time it came up with a, the math sensor, you know, the right. airbox thing. Right. So that was the first thing when I bought the car. So here, I bought the car, it only had 39,000 miles on it. Mitch, so, let's let's back up a second know. here, babe. So when okay. did the check engine light come on for this particular fault? After the intake uh, manifold? The yeah. Okay. Yes. So let's let's go through. What you do? What do you do for a living, Mitch? Well, I spack my whole life. Okay. Um, yeah. remember high school math? Oh yeah. Remember, I, remember algebra math. and geometry and all that? Oh yeah. Remember, remember those, remember those positive number line things that they made us do? And we all looked at each other and said, what the heck is this for? We're zero and then plus <laughs> positive numbers and negative numbers. And we said, what a bunch of nonsense this is. Integers. Right. Yeah. Integers and all that integers. stuff. Yeah. 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 Were you in the back of Mrs. Oh. True's class? No, I'm only kidding. Um, so <laughs> let's talk about fuel trim. All right. A P0171 is a lean condition on bank one. This is a V8 engine. Bank one is the bank where cylinder number one lives. Okay. okay. If, if we were looking at those number lines, zero is a balanced fuel mixture. All right. It's got the correct proportion of air, air to gasoline. You with me? Yes, I'm listening. I'm All trying right. to, you know, I'm not. I'm not a Joe Pro mechanic. Yeah, I mean, no, no, I, that's, that's I, why I we're going to... Car dealers and junkyards. No, 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 listen to me. I'm, I'm going to walk you through this slow, but I only got a couple of minutes. So, so you know, zero is a balanced fuel mixture. If it starts to get to the point where the computer decides the vehicle needs more fuel, it would show negative numbers. I'm sorry, it would show positive numbers. It's going to add fuel to a lean condition. All right. So okay. you would see those numbers. You would see those numbers. So instead of zero, you would see five percent, ten percent, fifteen percent, and so on. Okay. If it's got oh, before the before yeah. the number was one seventy one, right? That's what you're saying. No, forget the one seventy one. That's one seventy one's the fault code. We're talking about zero on the number line. Remember the high school number line, high school math. That's where we started this conversation. Yeah. yeah okay. okay. So zero. All right. If it has to add fuel. Remember, positive 5, positive 10, positive okay. 15. It's adding 5%, 10%, 15% more fuel to that base number of zero. All right? If it's if it's running too rich, if it was a carbureted vehicle and the choke was stuck on and it's running too rich, it's going to be a negative 5, a negative 10, and so on down the line. It's going to take fuel away. The way it's adding or taking away fuel is... It's changing how long the fuel injector for each cylinder is open or closed, all right? So okay. it's it's adjusting fuel injection pulse width for in simplest terms for the sake of our conversation. 
a 171 occurs on a Ford product because it saw 25% or more fuel trim for that bank. Okay? At 24%, the code doesn't set. At 26%, the code sets. You with me? Okay. All right? If bank one goes to 26%, I'm going to get a 171, right? Mm-hmm. If bank two got two got two banks here, right? You got bank one, bank two. You got eight cylinders, yep. four in each bank. If bank two is at twenty four percent, is it going to set a fault code for lean fuel on bank two? No, no, right. So stop looking at the code. Go look at fuel trim. Does your scan tool show fuel trim? Does it show data? Uh, it's just a basic thing. I don't have like a Joe Pro like. Yeah, you know, well, see, and that's the problem. Bad. So before you beat yeah. yourself up and try changing this O2 sensor that you can't get out because it's stuck in there after all this time, all right, I would find the shop that can diagnose for fuel trim, or I would very carefully go over your intake manifold replacement. Do you have a vacuum leak off somewhere? You know, my next question would be, a vacuum line off somewhere? My next question would be, if you had propane, a little bit of propane and an enrichment device, I would sniff around the intake. Is it seated properly? Because I'd be willing to bet there's either a vacuum line disconnected or there's a manifold that's not seated correctly. Um, you know, I've got to go over. You've got to go over the work you did. Listen, you're a spackler, right? You you, you put up yeah. you, you put up the drywall in my kitchen ceiling, and all of a sudden, three days later, it starts to bubble. Did some kid take a bath upstairs and and did water drip through, or was it something in the layup? and the setup of the drywall and the smack. They didn't put enough mud underneath the tape. That's well, the right. So, so right. So, bingo. You need to find out, you know, do you have enough mud under the tape? Do you have enough tape? Do you have enough drywall? Well, I set the intake properly. I torqued it all, you know, and then, like, then let it warm up and then make sure it was t- everything was t- I don't have any leaks anywhere. Nothing, right. Like, well, none that you can find. Can, so. The way you're going to know, the way you would know is, you would look at it on a scan tool using data stream. You, you know, there's actually a number on a scan tool. Like when you go to the when you go to the doctor and they look at heart rate and blood pressure, there's actually a number there where they can actually see, hey, his heart rate is this, his blood pressure is that. That's just numbers. You need to find a scan tool or somebody with a scan tool that can diagnose it. Um, you can change that O2. I don't think that's going to fix it for you. I would want to verify fuel trim before I went any further. All right, and you know it would just be an easy first step. So it might pay for you to go down and buy an hour of a shop's diagnostic skill if they have it, and uh, let them look at it first before you go any further. I'm here if you need more, Mitch. I'll do what I can for you from my seat here. Thanks for the call. Eight five 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 six zero nine nine zero zero. Run on any of the car doctor. I'm back right after this. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Podcast. Podcast. 
We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're talking tea, we're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Here are some examples of what you'll hear from us on Rappaport's reality podcast. This is where we discuss all things reality TV, all things popular culture. And a little bit of... Rappaport's reality, the reality of bit. us. We're a figuring out. And if we had been recording these last four or five days, Ooh. it, it would have been, been the podcast juicy. would have taken a, a, a left turn. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carmen and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. <laughs> Welcome back. Ronnie and Car Doctor here. Uh, let's do some email. Hey, Ron, I'm considering purchasing this 2014 Chevy Silverado, but I've heard and seen some issues with the active fuel management system that is in the higher end of General Motors vehicles, Denali's and LTZ's, etc. This vehicle had an engine fail at 80,000 miles, and they put a new reconditioned motor in it with a 100,000-mile warranty. When I look up online... When I look up online about this issue, mostly what I find is ways to bypass the system. Do you have any recommendations about this design? Would you recommend anything? I love I listen to your show every Sunday morning here in northern Idaho. Dan. Uh, yeah, Dan, the active fuel management didn't work out the way GM intended it. Um, you know, this is right up there with the conversation I wanted to have today with you guys about, do you ever look at coffee cups and dishwashers, how they manage to design it so you can fit the right amount of coffee cups inside dishwashers? I'd like to talk to the engineers that do that. I'd like to talk to the engineers that create active fuel management because you, you wonder what they're thinking. I know they're chasing f- emissions compliance and fuel economy, but it seems like they engineer it so that it, it, it's going to fail. Um, yeah, it's, 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 a, it's, it's a terrible system. It really is. Uh, you know, I have yet to see one with any length of durability where it will go the life of the engine. You know, I, I see typical active fuel management failures depending upon your oil change interval. Um, I've seen them at 80,000. I've seen them at 150,000. I haven't seen any 200,000-mile active fuel management um, engines go that distance without some sort of a failure. Is, is that acceptable? No. I mean, with proper care and oil changes and maintenance, the average engine today will go 200,000 with no issue. Um, you know, but these don't seem to uh, seem to go that way. So, until the next time, I'm Ron Annie, the Car Doctor, reminding you: good mechanics aren't expensive; they're priceless. See ya. I'm Diosa. 
And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at First, first Listen. Listen. This season... We're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts. Of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's take a moment to breathe. Deep inhale. Extend your spine. Remain focused on what you're doing. If safe to do so, exhale slowly, leaning to one side. Inhale back to center. If safe to do so, exhale slowly to the opposite side. Find mental health resources at loveyourmindtoday.org. This message is brought to you by the Huntsman Mental Health Institute and the Ed Council.